also up here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh huh. Um, I think our number is probably because it's Saturday morning, but I think it's a leadership class, so the day should not matter and the time should not matter. Is that right? Okay. Um, it's important that we have times like this where we're away from the excitement and we can really get into the word and get into exactly how we ought to be as leaders. Yeah? Has everybody got a book, a pen, a Bible? Let me just see them in the air, please. Don't come here with your phone as a notes, please. No, no. You know, it's because, it's because I love you so much. And that your haircut looks so sharp this morning. <laughs> okay, so let's just give Pastor Binta a round of applause. I really love that word. <laughs> Team building. Uh, representatives of RBG, please just raise your hands. You're in RBG. Um, thank you very much. You're in Brixton. Leadership's in Brixton. Okay. Leadership in Tulse Hill. Raise your hand. Okay. Um, and I expected to see more people from Brixton since Brixton is just down the road. Leadership's in Eastside. Raise your hand. So there's even more Eastside people than Brixton people. Um, have I left out any other unit? No? Okay, so who can tell me what we spoke of last week? Huh? Minister Lebel. Civil War. Um, we spoke about civil war. Civil war, okay. What did we say about civil war? Can't just tell me the title. Of course, I know the title of what I spoke about. Um, Speaking to the mic. I'm not sure. Oh, wow. Are you at uni? Not yet. You've graduated. Are you sure? Well, you can't remember what you spoke of last week. Evans Tony. Um. Yeah, as you were speaking about war, you were emphasizing a lot about blood. Yes. And a few things you said was blood was our currency. And in order to buy, um, like, uh, your field, you have to spend blood. And uh, our seed is the equivalent to blood. Yes. And blood has a voice. So when Abel's blood was spilled on the ground, it spoke on his behalf and it cried out in annoyance to the Lord. Yes, exactly. We spoke about civil war in the regard that you can't spill the same blood type on the ground you're trying to win. Yeah? Anyone else last week? Minister Vicky. Um, you spoke about nations also. Yeah. Um, you said that we should see ourselves as a nation so that we can apply certain principles that will allow us to win. Um, and you also said that we can only plunder if we fight. So within wars, 
there's two sides yes. and there's a side that has to win. Mm-hmm. Um, also with the thing about blood, you said, um, if the blood of, basically if Jesus didn't die, mm-hmm. if God didn't sow Jesus to us, basically we, God, Jesus's blood wouldn't have gone, sorry, let me reword what I'm trying to say. If God didn't take on sin, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have won a war. God yeah. sowed Jesus' blood for us. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what I was saying there is that, you know, you go to war to win. You go to war to win. Sometimes people go to war to win resources. Yeah? <laughs> so I mentioned to you and I said to you, can you please tell me about a war? And I think it was someone that mentioned America against Iraq, yeah? And if I, actually, for what reason did the Americans say they went to war against Iraq? Huh? Weapons of mass destruction. So they said they went there to cure us or to help us from the danger of weapons of mass destruction. But if we really understand that people go to war to plunder, then for what reason do we really think they may have been there? Huh? Oil. So what I was saying is civil war is bad because you f- if you fight within yourself, what are you going to win? If a body fights within itself, then there's no plunder because all the resources already exist within that nation. Yeah? If then there is a war between a country and another country, it makes more sense because then there is something they're fighting for. Do you understand? And I was trying to speak to us as leaders to say, as leaders now, your fight is not within the body. You're not fighting within the unit. You're not fighting your fellow leader. You're not fighting someone else in SPAC nation. You're supposed to start engaging with those outside. Because if you really have understood that civil war is bad and war is right. War is right because there is plunder. Yeah? I hope we really did take notes on last week. I was very upset this morning but I've calmed down now. I was going to use this opportunity to insult a lot of people. But I'm fine. Okay, so something that Pastor Binta mentioned that really stood out to me. She was saying that leaders need to pay attention to their team. And she was speaking about team building. So I want to ask this question. We're all leaders here, so we already exist within a team, either in SPAC or in your community unit. Now, I want you to tell me how you would rate your team in terms of teamwork. Don't murmur it. Just say, hey, sir, I want to expose my team today. And raise your hand up. So in, in regards to teamwork, how would you rate your team? You're in a, in a certain team as a leader. In regards to teamwork, how would you rate your team? 
Sorry, trick question. So I should see hands by now. All the snitches, all the snakes, go on, I'm playing. You see, as soon as I said, Stephen put his hand now, like, nope. I'm playing, Stephen. Go ahead, make a suggestion. Huh? How would you rate your team in terms of teamwork? Give him the mic, give him the mic. Out of 10, let's just say out of 10. Give them a score out of 10. 11. Oh my God. <laughs> 11. I suppose your team are all those that came with you in the red uh, Ferrari today. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Anybody else want to rate their team? Go ahead. Go ahead. Man. Um, the social media team. Go ahead. Currently, I'd rate them seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Teamwork. Okay. Yeah. Anyone else? Don't worry. We won't open the can of worms of saying why. I don't have that time. Um, social media RBG. I would rate them eight. Social media for RBG. You would rate them eight. So, I mean, Vicky, which social media were you giving seven? Jesus. <laughs> Tell us. Just give me their names after. Anybody else? Deborah, you have a team. <laughs> I thought you were only a student. Yeah, so I'm ushering in uh, Brixton, I would say seven out of ten. Amazing. Rate your team. What did you say? Seven. seven. Okay. Masala, she said it's seven. <laughs> you got the name now, so you know what to do. Anybody else? Anyone else know? Is it because I've said names and stuff like that? Uh, Verity. Minister Leah, yeah. Verity, um, I'd say. <laughs> Don't worry, just, just say the number. Just say the number. This, this, there's no periscope here, although it's being recorded, but just. My guy, it's cool. Five. Five. <laughs> yeah. Ah! The altar of prayer has been <laughs> destroyed. Okay, five. Tulsa Hill prayer team. Five. Five in terms of teamwork. My God. And it says where two or three are gathered. So you people are not even gathering. <sighs> okay, anyone else? Jaden, are you not a part of the team in Brixton? Why? You just want to be getting haircuts and brushing your hair. <laughs> Amazing. You, you, you've been there for like one year. So what do you do? You're a newcomer. Do you come up for altar call? Anyone else? Teamwork. No? Okay. And, you know, the reason why this stood out to me is because Alex's answer in saying, even when Jesus wanted to accomplish something, he decided to put together a team. He put together a team, and the first thing he did was he began to spend a lot of time with them. We thank God for the model of Spat Nation because there's no pastor that really, if they're really a pastor, in Brixton you're graced with Pastor Bio, in Eastside you have Pastor Kevin and Cole, and none of them would say, I don't want you looking over these people. None of, none of the leaders have a selfish heart. If they're really leadership of Spat Nation, they don't have a selfish heart. 
they would promote you to look over people, to, to create teams within your department. So in essence, really, I believe in Spark Nation, what we have is we have a house filled with pastors. You remember what Minister Leah said in regards to leadership? She said, a leader is both a shepherd, but he's a sheep. So yeah, to, for me and you, we have the relationship of shepherd and sheep, but for you to someone else, you become a sheep to someone else, or you become a shepherd to someone else. Are you understanding? So essentially, we have a house filled with pastors who have the charge to create teams, lead people, disciple people, and grow a ministry. And so if you're neither a shepherd or a sheep, Jaden, then what are you? We, we need to understand. Jaden, you know it's being recorded, right? So even when you're 28, you'll be hearing this. It will, you will never leave Christ, Pastor Dick. Never. So it's good. I'm helping you. You're stuck in a place where you're either a shepherd or a sheep. If you're neither of those, there's a problem in Spark Nation. And if you haven't made the transition from a shepherd to a sheep or a sheep to a shepherd in any kind of relationship sphere, there's a problem. Understand that you must know at what point am I leading and at what point am I following. Do you hear me? One of our biggest mistakes is we, we try and lead those we should be following. A certain person comes to a pastor oh, and decides, sir, I will tell you what to do. Or you come to a pastor Toby and say, no, 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 you shouldn't have prayed like this. You should have prayed like this. An insane person is a person that does not understand time and season. Does not understand at what point am I the one following and at what point am I the one leading. You remember that I said last week, I also said that how would you like it if you had a leader who was afraid of dogs? You're walking with this, your bold leader and you love this leader so much, you're like, ah, oh, this is my leader. You're not ready for my leader, you know. And then you walk into a block to evangelize and you're with Tony and the rest of the crew. And then this dog, chihuahua-looking thing, comes out. <laughs> and I said to you, what happens in a place of fear? is either fight or flight. Isn't it? Uh, uh, but I said that for some people, fear is so much that they add the third one. Do you remember the third one? Disappear. Just when you <laughs> what is it like for you to be following a man and the dog comes out and then your leader starts running? I know it's just a dog, but don't you, do you not know that, that that affects you in some way psychologically? Do you know that? You won't be able to look at him like that anymore. And when he's praying, you just be like, mm -mm -mm. Sir, all this prayer you're raining down. If that dog comes in here. 
And I said this because, you see, when you understand the dynamic of the relationship, then you will know really when you're ready for the next point in transition. You should be tested by your courage. If you really thought you were a leader, then you should see how you've approached the situation in which your current leader now has sent you on mission. And it's scriptural. When Jesus sent them out, he sent them out, go back and get me a report. He wanted to see, in regards to your followership, how far have you come? How far have you come? So, one of the things that annoys me is you have a leaders meeting, Pastor Eben knows, you have a leaders meeting, and there's just so many suggestions from people that don't make sacrifice. You sold 50 pounds a month and you want to tell me what to do. It's, it, uh, anyway. <laughs> the person doesn't understand, my friend, you are a sheep. There is no good in you but your, fl- what's the thing, your wool and your meat. You, you follow me because I sacrifice you daily. And so far, the sacrifice I have on you is just 50 pounds. Who were the mathematicians here? Divide 50 by 30 days. So we know how much you give God a day, the 50 pound people. Can you divide that? What's the answer? One pound 70. You give God one pound 70 a day. Insane individuals. You, 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 You put... And I'm not saying that it's wrong to put that amount because if that's your level of sowing, that's fine. But then you cannot come up to the one who makes greater sacrifice and dictate to the one who makes greater sacrifice than you. How? When your daily strength now is £1.50. I had a young man who used to live with me. And I always used to get at him. And I got at him to the point where, he, you know, he got a bit frustrated. Like, and so, when, you know, the way I am sometimes, if, when I saw that, I thought, aha. So now you really want to go there. I sat him down and I said, listen, sir, how much do you make a month? He said, two pounds. I said, there you go. You never thought you made two pounds until I asked you this question. You know, sometimes... Because of arrogance and pride, the sheep can sometimes have a very enhanced view of themselves. I sat down with a young man and said, listen, let's break down your finances right now. And it turns out he makes two pounds a month. I said to him, listen, you can't even buy bread and milk if I was to send you to buy bread and milk. Therefore, you have no right to be angry around me at all. Someone comes for a leadership meeting or your leader calls for a leadership class and you cannot wake up. You've been told, wake up at this time. Let me tell you something. When Pastor Toby used to do leadership class, myself, Pastor Sam, will be there an hour before. We will do prayer. We will do the opening floor like Minister Leah and Pastor Eben just did. And you remember Pastor Eben, I mean Pastor Binter. 
And then Pastor Toby will come in, maybe 30 minutes late. But you call a leadership class now, the 10 pound sowers, the, the 50 pound a year sowers will still be in bed. And so I was saying these things to us because we went through the last three weeks of leadership and I was telling you that there are codes to win. There are codes to win. There are things that you do because you're in this house. And remember, I stressed to you that you don't win just because you sow. No, there are people out there in the world that are winning. They're not sowing. But the spirit of this house requires that you follow the law of sowing. Are you with me? I said to you that every nation has a spirit. You cannot go to China and decide... Let's just launch Walt Disney here, Disneyland. It's not going to happen. Communist nation. You can't bring your American free spirit here. We don't want it. And guess what? You think they want it? Do you think that they've been um, subjected? No. Because in their last election, the guy won by landslide, 98%. So I was even wondering, why, what was the point of the election? The whole nation wanted him to keep on ruling. Understanding that within a nation, a nation is birthed from a man, and because every man has a character or a spirit, when you get into a nation, you're just living through the spirit of that man. Are you with me? I said to you that week that when you get into the United States, because of the way that country was made, by fights, that country was made by fights. Do you understand? They came from the British, so they, they fought their way to create a land because they didn't want to go back to the British. So, if you look at those who have made wealth and those who have been successful in the United States, you just notice... That is those who have come from the bottom and they've risen to the top. And so they've termed it or they've coined it as the American dream that you can go there as anybody and become somebody. Don't try that here. In this country, there is that spirit of aristocracy, royalty, friends in high places. You can start your small media company, print out cards, make nice websites in this country, and you will not make a pound. Have you noticed that? It's not your fault. It's this nation. It's how it works. Uh, if for you to see any success out of that company, you must first find the people above you that are making that money, then they pull you up with them, and they say, boy or girl, we are hell. This is how much we make hell. Join us. If you then want to exceed that level in this country, you must then find the man on top of them and his group of people. Are you hearing me? Don't come with your, I'm just fighting and praying in the spirit to get my company off the ground. It's not going to happen. The ways nations move in regards to the spirit of that nation so I'm saying that because I'm just saying to you, hey, if you're a leader in SPAC nation, I'm sorry, but sowing is the only way to go. 
So we're not, we as leaders, we're not being like, we're not trying to be annoying and we're not trying to be, someone's trying to complain to me about Pastor Connor getting onto people to sow. How? Why should, why should I discipline him for that? He has, a, he has people who he's seeing that he knows you're going to go another month and not win anything. And he's trying to push the person. I understand that at a stage you just leave people to be. I started sewing 30 pounds. I started with that. I worked up 50, the 70. And, so I built, and I then it got to a place. This is how it works. Let me just tell you how it works just in case you don't know. So what happens is you keep on giving, but for some reason you don't stop giving. So you gave your seed, but then Monday came, someone asked for money, and somehow you just had something to give. And then Wednesday came, you just had something to give. So then you start thinking, hang on a minute, I thought I'd make 200 pounds a month. And then that month goes, and then you realize you've given out 800 pounds. Then seed time comes, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to push for 1,000. You do 1,000, and then Monday comes after seed time, and you still have money to give again. And then you're thinking, what's going on? It's just how the nation works. So I just kept on giving to a place where one month when I knew that I was broke, I had nothing, and I only had 30 pounds, I realized I'd given out 200 pounds to help people. I was thinking, what's going on in my life? How did this 200 pounds come? I've told you guys about my destroyed Peugeot, destroyed car. I used my football socks to tie up the exhaust. Very bad car. And I, I told you guys that as I was driving, it would create fireworks on the road. <laughs> so I made a lot of friends in traffic. People would stop next to me. Hey, what's going on, sir? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're, you're, you're exhaust, mate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Don't worry, man. But fix it. Going to garage now. I'm not going to no garage. I don't have money. <laughs> I don't have money. So I'll turn into a side road and I'll slide under the car. I'll fix my socks again. <laughs> and that was just the story until the day where I finally got money to fix it. And then a pastor in the house said he needed a car. And I just was bold. I said, you know what? Take mine. I fixed it now. Da, 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 da. And I moved from there. I had a golf. <laughs> and you know, the golf was better than the Persia. Don't worry. And I just kept on giving, giving my way. And then I believe I said to myself one time, Minister Mjono, you know. She knows because she was my assistant for a long time. So she used to have to pay my parking. So she's paid the parking for all the cars that I've used. You've been seeing the difference. So I said, I'm going to drop people home. I'm going to make sure, Lord, just help me with this car. Da, da, da. So I got this golf. I was so excited, so happy. Of course, because I don't have to tie socks anymore. But then, being a reckless young man, I got some ridiculous amount of tickets on this car. And I just thought, you know what? I can't do this, man. <laughs> this, is, this is causing me headache. So I said, I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to take a chance. And I'm going to change this car. And I decided, okay, let me change this car. But you know, sometimes you decide to change something and then you just decide, let me just get something that's like it. You know, my budget is 4000 4,000. You know, we do that. Mm, this is my budget. Mm, 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 mm. But no, you know, I'm spack. So I'm not, I'm not going to do that. So I said, no, I'm going to go for it. Let me go for it. And I went online 
And I saw this Mercedes, and I looked at myself, and I said, <laughs> my guy, you can't even sell 200 pounds. You want to buy Mercedes. Okay, go on. I give them a call. How much is the finance? They said 300 pounds a month. Already, I'm out of the picture. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm there entertaining the conversation. I don't know how I'm entertaining this conversation when I have nothing. Well, not nothing, but nothing to match that. So sowing time comes, giving comes again. And then I, I don't even know. I've managed to get the car because more output is happening because I'm giving more. Alex, you remember the Mercedes? I'm just saying that prosperity comes in this house by giving. Do you understand? So don't be afraid. Leaders, you guys are leaders, so I'm speaking to you as leaders. I don't need to be shy. I don't need to be political. You know, during Monday fellowships or Tuesday fellowships, it's new people, so you're not going to speak to them like this. If they give one pound, that's their own. If they don't give, that's their own. They're not 742. They're not leadership. Do you understand? But you guys have to win because if you win, then prosperity streams out to them and then they get attracted to the work. Do you understand? If you're in school, you should be doing your best in school so that they How will I, if I'm in school, I'm in uni, and I know my pastor is also in uni, and my pastor is failing in uni, I cannot follow that man. How? How can I have a pastor that cannot make lecture and is failing, flopping in uni, and I'm passing? So, sir, when you lay hands on me, please don't transfer this, your failing spirit upon me. Because I'm a student. I'm, I'm here because I want to win. But you're failing. What's going on? So it's, it's compulsory. All the pastors in Pulse, it's compulsory that they go to top universities and they do the best. Do you understand? So these are the things that we know and we take sacrifices as leadership for the sake of teamwork. I hold no sentiment to anyone in leadership. Once I begin to see in leadership, a leader has fallen out of love with the work. Let me tell you something. You know, it doesn't sound like a big deal, yeah? Do you remember when Pastor Toby said, it was Thursday, that your budget is increased due to what? Need, what else did he use? I want the specific word he used. Due to your compassion. So when a house fellowship seed starts dropping, the people there, have, they start falling out of love. Do you, do you get it? You, if your unit seed starts to fall, the leadership are no longer in love or the level of love there is reducing. The level of love for that work, not for Spark Nation, for that work, that unit's work is reducing. So what does the heavens do? They say, okay, right, this month, your budget used to be 20K, but this month, we'll give you 4K. Your heart level right now is 4K. Your heart level right now is 4K. So go ahead, go forth and do the work. That's what happens. Hmm? But I think what I want to speak about today, and I was saying in our last class, I was saying to us that I believe it was disciples and patriotism that we spoke about notable men 
that come out of a nation to cement that that nation is a nation. Yeah? You, you don't recognize Nepal. Forgive me for any Nepalese that will listen. But there's no notable guy that came out from you. Do you get what I'm saying? You don't recognize Ghana. I'm playing, I'm seeing. <laughs> of course you recognize Ghana. But you know that there are flags that you see that you don't even know what country this is. Or if you're playing, there's, apparently there's a flag game. If you're playing this flag game, they tell you to guess the flag. You won't be able to guess the flag because there's no person that's come from that place. There's no disciple of that country, of that nation. So if Brixton unit starts winning and people start rising out of Brixton, guess what? The flag, people begin to, un people begins to recognize that unit. Do you understand? Your aim is to make sure you have the most wins because you need people to win. You want people who begin to win in your unit. Don't make this thing complicated. Don't make this thing political. Doctor, when you, when you have to leave, you can leave, all right? Don't make this thing political. Just know that if there is no result within the leadership, if there's no result within the leadership, then the awareness of our unit drops. Oh, what a scary sight it will be if I gave altar call in Tulls Hill for repentance and you see all your leaders there repenting. You'd be scared, isn't it? All your leaders would be there crying. Then you just start saying to yourself, ah, now this ground I sow, is it this ground that I sowed in? Do you know how scary that is? Listen, if you're one of the pastors that pray at the front in SPAC, you know, there are people that when they come forward now, you just say to yourself, <laughs> you're due, sir. It's your time. But I'm not going to pray for you. Just stand there and make noise. It's very important that we begin to emphasize that it's important for us as leaders now we have to set the example on the temperature. The temperature that you want to see in the fellowship, you dictate that. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm just saying that the aura that a man of God comes with is not just by prayer. If he's walking into a room, you're looking at him in a certain way because there are winds. There are, there are winds in the private place attached to him and those winds speak for him I'm saying this because with the model that we work with our 742 cannot be pastored by just one person our 742 can't be pastored by just one person so more leaders need to start winning private battles More leaders need to start winning private battles in order that you can pastor your 742. 
So if you're here, I'm believing that you're here because you know inside you, you have the potential to pastor a group of people. Pastoring is not that you're preaching to them. How many of you here are in finance or want to get into finance? Okay, how many of you here are in media? Okay. So, you're just saying, Lord, within this place, I want to grow myself, I want to grow my voice, I want to gain influence to the place where I can lead a group of people so that you will see me worthy to lead a group of people outside. You know, one of you was coming back from the Insight Day in um, Aeon. Did you hear about the Aeon Insight Day, the insurance one? And she was saying to me, sir, these guys are not better than us. In fact, sir, if you was to put one of our crazy evangelists there, they can take that whole business. But you see, the difference is, if you don't know how to lead, you will get there and you destroy yourself. Because the system, the world system, that God there, they understand discipleship. They know how to invite you in and mellow you down. You know when you come into a huge institution and you look at, you're looking at everything happening and, and it kind of, what's the word? You get timid, that's right, intimidated. You get intimidated, so you just say, let me just become like them. Do you know that's what happens? Someone may be on fire and be a believer, and then they walk into Goldman Sachs, and then they see everybody moving in their suit, and, and they say, okay, this is how they do, this is how it should be. They begin to push you down. Then you go out for drinks. Oh, that going out for drinks thing. Uh, uh, you know, end of the day. You coming out for drinks? Are you just going to go get some drinks? You know, once you've declined it a couple times, this, the next day in office, they'll be looking at you. Like, you become a funny guy. So by the time you go out for this drinks thing, you're going out for this drinks thing. You know the conversation in that drinks thing? <laughs> they'll talk about the salary. Oh, mate just surviving on this, you know? Barely getting there. Then you'll be like, yeah, I'm barely getting there. You, you begin to confess every problem they're going through. <laughs> you know, someone told me the other day, oh, yeah, things have just been going bad for me. Yeah, it, it's been like that for you as well. I said, mm-mm. <laughs> Not for me. I've been winning, my friend. Oh, I'm uh, just feeling the atmosphere. So it's bad. I said, no, they're lying. <laughs> Th- that system is so intimidating. You get in, and the first thing you want to do is, let me just be like these guys. After all, when in Rome, behave like the Romans. You know, we have all these our funny sayings. Nation building, our vision. And we have a vision here in Pulse now. And for me, it's simply building an organization. 
building an organization. Every department within the port in every unit, Bristol unit, Eastside unit, RBG, Tulls Hill, every department now should begin to operate as its own business. Every department now needs to operate as its own fellowship. I expect to see the ushers building a pond within ushers. I expect to see the choir building a pond within choir. Administration, finance, it should so be like this that when it comes to the day of fellowship, all you should be doing is coming for the word. Do you get what I'm saying? The day of fellowship should just be more just coming to hear the word and fellowship together. Because when it comes to interaction with one another, we have been doing that in our different departments. It should be that leaders of departments will see themselves as pastors. You don't need to be anointed with oil to be called a pastor. You should lead as a pastor. It should be that within every department, every department is run as if it's a main fellowship itself. So when you come together for a leadership meeting, or you have a leaders meeting, your leaders meeting should just be update us or what you've been doing in your departments. Do you understand? Evangelism should not just be done as a unit, but I expect a leader to say, within the finance department, Lord, I'm looking to add someone to this department that can, that can not only sow a seed of £2,000 or £1,000, but can also help me in regards to banking. And so then for that reason, they begin to evangelize. So evangelism is also being carried out as departments. So then what happens is the finance department meets up and says, sir, we used to be four, now we're eight. So when, when first day comes and the base is packed out, you have a base that's packed out with department people. Do you hear me? We don't want to no listen, I will not preach again in any fellowship because I want to see a time where a place is packed out with people who are workers. Then we can say, okay, so out of all these workers of the hundred, there are eight or seven newcomers. Then I will say one can preach or give a word. What would be the point? So speaking like, you know the way I sound now, so I can't speak to new people. It's, it's hard. It's very hard. And you guys don't get upset. Oh, I was also something you shouldn't say. I don't have time to defend myself. So it's, it's better that we work in this way and this structure and say we pack out a unit with workers. 
Are you hearing me? Yes, this is not new. This is what we do in salvation. The, the point of ordaining leaders or ordaining people who have the ability to lead is that you should have a church that is not just filled with people who are looking for assignment. Because our church is revival, it's not like happy, happy church. Revival means you're engaging with the world. So if you, if you have a church with a structure of revival and you don't have many workers, problem. Are you hearing me? There must be many workers because revival is a fight. Revival is a young man saying, I am now a pastor in property maintenance and mechanic stuff and plumbing. And because I now hold a staff of a pastor, I have the anointing and the gift to go out into that mountain and begin to pull out all the sheep that are there. Do you hear what I'm saying? I said to you that in order to take a mountain, it's not with sword. Because when Moses tried to take Egypt with sword, he was cast out. Moses tried the first time. He said, let's fight our way out. I've now realized I'm an Israelite. Let's fight our way out. They sent him into the desert. The next time Moses came back to Egypt, to take Egypt, he came back with what? A rod, a staff. Moses came back to Egypt as a pastor. He came back as a pastor and then he says, listen now, all those of mine that have built your economy, I'm taking them back. I'm just saying that as leaders now, you have it all. There should be no need for encouragement from anyone. You should be out there looking for your sheep. Are you hearing me? You should be out there looking for your sheep. Constantly, what you should be doing is if I'm sent to finance, I must populate my units with as many bankers and finances as possible. That's what I will do. I will make sure that those who are pulling in is evident these are my souls. If I'm a student, then there should just be a side of the fellowship that looks like student and everyone will know is Michelle upon these ones. Are you hearing me? Yeah. If for it makes no sense, the cost to leading is very high. And unfortunately, if you are not able to keep on buying at the price God places in the market, you're out of business. Do you, do you know what I mean by that? As leaders, we are in the marketplace. We are the ones. We are tasked to be in the marketplace as leaders. God opens the market and invites the leaders into the market. And then the Lord says, this is the price for souls and gold and exploits. And so what the people are praying for is, I hope our leaders can afford what's going on there. Do you know that? Yeah. You know, some of you guys are really, 
because of a price you need to pay. Because I don't think you'll be wearing anything in the past, always fucking fornication and, and drugs. Or considering. You won't be willing at all. You'll be depressed. And you'll be wondering why is this depression thing again and again. The Lord was open the marketplace to your leader and he's coming and he's run out of coins. He spent it on sin. Oh yes, you know sin has its own market, right? You've come in, but your leader has spent all of your leader's coins on sin <coughs> and enjoyment. But he's a happy leader. Hey, if only say you, you shaking hands with him, ah, that's why you're so cool. And you lose him. So then what about those who are following you? I'm just saying that it's a chain. You know TK follows me around now. You know TK, the one you guys are all afraid of. You told me a new one the other day. He said there's red dot and there's yellow lights. He said which one's the yellow lights? He said those are the thin ones. They're in and out. <laughs> Next time I see him, I'm say, just when you see them, just give me the name of the red dot people. <laughs> I want the name. <laughs> I want the name of the yellow lights people. <coughs> he said, you see, what happens is. Uh, if we call it in that realm, Bluetooth. He said to me, Bluetooth is not new, sir. I said, that is it. He said, no, no, we've been doing Bluetooth now. <laughs> you know, sometimes he talks to me when the app comes like, you're not there anymore. You're in the past now. You're in the past. So we've been doing Bluetooth, sir. It doesn't matter um, what Aliyah has done. If her Bluetooth is connected to yourself, these files are watching, close the door if that's what's so sorted. It doesn't matter what her leader has done, but if her Bluetooth is connected, if her heart is with her leader, it's the shirt of her leader that she walk in. So he said there were some people when he came that sincerely there were red dots, there were correct red dots. But he said their Bluetooth was strong. So it was hard. He, he found that frustrating. So, TK, you're with us now. <laughs> <laughs> you're with us now. And that's why you see that once you begin to see your leadership or someone in your leadership, their heart begins to stray from the work. You've got to pull them to the corner and you've got to resuscitate them. You resuscitate them so that it doesn't become a cancer. There's nothing wrong with cells growing because that's normal. But when it grows too fast, it becomes a problem. So he will say to you, it's due to connectivity. I'm just saying that every leader has to be strong. There's no space now for weak leadership at all in any of the units. You're not allowed to discuss is it right or wrong if you're doing. I'm beautiful, so I look swear, I promise you. If you're doing that as a leader, you're still discussing it, see right or wrong. Just get out, because you are the problem. 
if you are still discussing the same thing right or wrong, then just leave. Go and sit in a place where people can be safe from you and your heart. Sit in the congregation, join us in the church. Join the praise and worship. It's fine. But don't step into leadership because your heart, the strength of your heart, is going to affect people. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. You don't need to have the character of your leader, you should have the heart of your leader. I'm not expecting Kerezi or Kike to be talking like a pastor all. No, they've got their own character, but their heart has to be the same. Ready to take risks all the time. And afraid of nothing. No situation, nothing. You must never be afraid. When they're shouting, house fish, house fish, what pains me if you guys don't open your mouth? I am not a shy person. Who are the shy people in our leadership? Let's start finding them and removing them. I'm telling you now, who are they? Some of you, your unit, your regiment, you shout. <coughs> You speak, you open your mouth. Don't open your mouth like Armstrong and went to Esfant and started telling them about apostles and prophets. What is he saying? I went to rush down there and smash his head. What says his voice? He's just so gifted. You can't talk about apostles. Prophets, the modern day church, the only people here. Some cousin. Oh, yeah. Okay. What are you going to sing for? What are you going to sing? Nobody will. Everything you said just went over my head, but you're good. What saved him? You're good. You know, this is how people just ruin situations in their life. You're already winning, but you just think, ah, let me just add this star here. You're already winning. Religious 
still go with us. So the guy said, religion has filled all of us. Yeah. Well, I'm here to represent the new religion of Christianity. <laughs> so the guy tries to help him and says, okay, you need to feel that it's not helping the wider world. He said, yeah, yeah, Okay, what's going on with the Something is going on. You must have the heart of your leader. That's what Pastor told me. So I said to him, do you know what to you, my guy? Now you're going to protocol your skateboard and season your skateboard. <laughs> yes, you're going to join, you're going to protocol and study till your next audition. Now he's going to the judge's house. So in the judge's house now, it's not a case of uh, instruments and stuff, isn't that right? No, it's just your character, your heart. Yeah. I told him that one, you can sound crap, but if the guy loves you, the guy loves you. Don't go and preach to him because if you do, you're, you're basically telling them your life is wrong, mine is right. Yeah. That's how they see it. Once you bring religion, they just do that. You can't bring religion. You must have your leader's heart. It's a must. And you know it, you've got your leader's heart because you begin to win like that person. If your leader's not winning, then you will be winning. Simple. So I was saying about vision. And one thing I've understood about vision is this. <coughs> I've understood that a man will walk with God until he becomes vision. And because we're trying to build an organization, that's our vision. And you need to understand that every organization came out of a person. Who can name me five organizations? Just the name of the person, but not the organization. Minister Elizabeth. Marcus Golden. Organized. Okay, that's for Golden Sachs. Amazing. Yes, sir. Awesome. Huh? Carl Benz. That's for. Okay, fantastic. Who else? Mark Zuckerberg, what organization? Anyone else? Richard Branson. What organization is that? Virgin. Sam. Henry Ford for Ford. Anyone else? Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos for Amazon. Mm -hmm. Who else? <laughs> 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 Yeah. 
Oh, really? Wow. Zara, lady. Well, it's not something with the mind. No, we also do with the mind. What a genius. What a genius. And what else? Then he became organizations. JP Morgan. What's his organization? JP Morgan. Anyone else? Steve Jobs, Apple. Who is it? Mary Kay. Mary Kay. What's her organization? Mary Kay. Well, you know, did anyone from say Mary Kay? You want the Mary Kay in the Ghana? Alright. We're family guys. <laughs> My mom was so bad at it. <laughs> she was so bad, she can't sell. Go for it. 
the vision of what the Paul should look like, of what Spanish should look like. If you can share that vision within your groups, then you're getting ready for a place where what you're building becomes immortal. Death is our invitation to creating something big and huge. J.P. Morgan is not dead. J.P. Morgan is still alive. It's just that when he died, he put himself in a building. I hope if you know, look at your hand. Look at your hand. Just stare at your hand. Stare at your hand. Look at your flesh. Just look at your flesh. <laughs> stare at your flesh. How strange has it started looking to you? Yeah. Has it started looking strange yet? Okay, keep staring. Then start saying to yourself, this is actually not. This is what I wear so that I don't disappear from this place. Look at it, then turn it around, keep looking at it, and say, I, I was poured into this thing so that people can actually see me and speak to me. But it's not me. Has it started looking weird now? Keep looking at it. Has it started looking strange now? Then now, as you look at it, say to yourself, I have the power. Say it, I have the power. To pour myself into something else that will not perish like this hand. Are you getting it? Then look at yourself again and say, I can also Pour myself, myself into other bodies like this hand. I'm trying to let you know that what Mark Zuckerberg is doing now is he's creating his afterlife. Are you hearing me? He's preparing for an afterlife. Man can live forever, of course. If man is the spirit, he can live forever. Because you do remember that God created man, then he created Adam, the body. If we're doing this thing and we're really doing Spanish and we're really doing pulse, it is up to us now to say, Every once a month, we're going to come in here, we're going to pour out the vision of this thing we're doing. And we're going to spend another 30 days preparing bodies to put this thing into. So, Zuria is Pastor Sam's preparation for afterlife. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, sir. Go to Romans. Let's at least put one scripture in this whole thing. Romans 4 verse 
Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. This is why it was credited to him as righteousness. The words it was credited to him were written not for him alone, but also for us. Okay, read that verse 19 again. Without weakening in his faith. Without weakening in his faith. He faced the fact that his body he was faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Was as good as dead. Since he was about a hundred years old. Yes. And that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yes. So there is a place where you can kill yourself. If you can face the fact that you yourself no longer exist, that you have died. If you can face the fact of death, you don't need to be killed physically. Remember that the Lord instructed Abraham to go kill his son, right? Do you remember that? But do you know that it was at the point where he had decided that he would kill his son that the Lord had stopped him and said, no, 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 you have killed him now. Um, I don't think you're getting where I'm going now. I'm saying to you that when Steve Jobs and these guys died and said, we're not doing this for us anymore, we want to know what we can create for community. At the point where they have decided it's no longer about Steve Jobs. The news came out last week or I think a few days ago that Apple, the first company to reach one trillion dollars. Apple, the first company to become a god in this life. Apple is a god. The first company to reach immortality. And this man has said to himself that I know now that I can put myself into something other than human skin. I can die but live on. Who's to say that this man is dead? So it's with this that I then understand when, when, the, when we go to Genesis 5 and it says that Enoch Enoch walked with God until he was no more. The explanation for Enoch's body is not given. All they know is he followed God to a place where he was no longer known as Enoch. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Yes, sir. Uh, this guy has walked with God so much. He's no longer called Steve Jobs now. He's called iPad. He's called Apple Mac. Anyway, Sham is running our lives. We don't know. Is that not God? 
a place where a man walks into God, you begin to control the lives of people, even though your flesh is not there. Tony, don't worry, the word is still coming. <laughs> you begin to control people despite that your body is no longer there. So God even did this thing to Moses. He said to Moses, listen now. You're trying to go to fight a God, but you're not God. Yet. Go and meet your people and pour out this word I've given you. Pour out. Listen. It's pour out this vision I've given you to your people. If they take on the vision, you guys become one. When many people become one, you create God. So then you can go and fight as a God now. Gods must fight gods. When you came the last time, you came as a man. Not, it doesn't matter what you say about your phone, no matter what it is, when they read out that terms of conditions to you, you just disagree that. <laughs> How many of you read the terms of conditions of our If the judge has said you sign your soul over to me at the end, will you know? Nobody reads it. I just wonder what we hope the person agrees to. I wonder. Maybe we may know when Steve Jobs really wants to manifest. I'm telling you the truth. When Steve Jobs really wants to come to him and say, ah, so this is what this guy's vision was all along. I'm on the system. I don't know. The better words is all say that. I'm on the system. I don't use my company. But if you use a phone, yeah? And your locations have been turned on. <laughs> what we want to do now is if we can have a leadership that is united in vision, united across all camps of fights, whether it be Brixton, Tulsa, Eastside, RBG, united, and pushing all for one cause, you no longer have self-house fellowship. And that's where we ought to get to, because if we can get to that place, then we can begin to challenge community, because there's so many gods out there. I told you guys last week that Simon Cowell is a god. The music mountain in this country belongs to him. You know why I know so much now, even more, that this guy is a god? You know, after Kenny has said, uh, his Thursday service. <laughs> after he had preached his Thursday service to them, I tried to impart to them, and they rejected his name of hands. Sang so well, amazing. Everybody gave standing ovation again, everybody went mad. This was crazy. This boy is gifted. Gifted. Everybody they had their they had their four lights on, you know it was not nice. They they really worship the boy on stage. And then the ladies sitting at the front of us. Remember last time I told you some ladies stopped us and said, Is that your friend? And they said we're crying. The lady said in front of us this time, we looked back at us and they said, you know, there's a chance you have to do that. If you do this chance, you 
can save the person. No judge can remove them. He says, I was less to a chance. Let's say, save, 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 save. So he yeah, we'll shout it. <laughs> so we just shout it. Save, 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 save. And we'll go the whole of the ex-exponents shout. Save, 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 save. The whole ex-exponents was chanting this thing. So the boy, the, the backstreet boy, whatever it is, uh, one direction, he then said, okay, let's, let's save this guy. He was just about to get up from the seat to save him. Talk out of this man. And after he's preached to us, he wanted to go save this guy. This guy will suffer today. That's what the sound contact said. Today he will cry, he will sweat, he will feel the pain of going through. Yeah. And the boy started with the hymn and said, I could see it. For the way we were standing, I was like, wow. This shows this man. If he likes you, you're fine. If he don't like you, you're finished. Mm-hmm. So that's how Kenny brought us through. <laughs> <laughs> Because Adam said, if he gets the 60, it's not a problem. Let me go home. I'm tired. Okay, he was three torments and he left here one year. Torments. At the stage, the Samuel guy got the whole crowd to start asking for Kenny to get kicked off. So they all started shouting, Kenny, get kicked off. So they had to call Kenny out. So like, Kenny, you have to fight for your place. Anyway, you watch it when it comes out, man. So the boy had to fight. He could have, he didn't have to go for that. You open your mouth. Speaking about apostles and prophets, you became one man. You will no longer start nation. This is what the If you remain as a God within that nation, if you remain within that group, united for one purpose, you would have been fine. I want to say to leaders that when you begin to sense gossip or anyone speaking out of heart about a leader, that's the enemy's instrument to reduce who we are and stop us from being able to fight. Because once there's a break in leadership, you no longer look like God. That's what the enemy tries to do in heaven. He tries to break the Trinity. Could never happen. When you spot a leader or you spot anyone that's trying to bring any kind of disruption within your group, you deal with it immediately. Are you hearing? Yes, Go to Romans 6 and begin to round up. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like his. So this is a simple call to win. Remember it's all about codes, yeah? Yes, if you have been united to die, 
you most likely are going, not most likely, you are united to live. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you are united in that death, if you've decided that, listen, this is what I'm doing, this is, and let me tell you what death means. Death means you've given, it's your all. There's nothing left, there's, as long as there's something left of you, you're still alive. <coughs> you understand? So, it doesn't have to be in the case of money, but it can be in the case of your time, what you're working on. You're working on something in your leadership or in your community, or you're not giving it your all. There's still a part of you. Do you get what I'm saying? So the reason why Paul was so strong, rather than Peter, is because Paul said, I put myself to death, I crucify myself daily. I unite myself to die for Christ every day. So every day, Paul is going through the process of resurrection. Paul was no longer just a man. Peter was still a disciple. I need a substance 
I'm going to kill my son, but I need a substance. I need something physical. I need man. Do you get what I'm saying? I need something physical before I create faith. Faith is what Enoch walked into, but faith is not what Enoch was. Enoch was a substance. So God says, I need a substance because before I can kill myself to create a vision. So he calls Abraham, you go kill yourself. God says, I need to see it happen physically before I can do it. Are you hearing what I'm saying in this? Don't let your life be a mystery. What you're bringing is what you're going to have as output. So if God puts you on that mountain and says, now there's a crowd here for you to see. Do what I did. I've done it already. Aliyah, here's a pharmaceutical mountain. There's people here. Feed them. They're hungry. The first thing you want to do is look for what? You're looking for a substance. Your issue is not, can I do the work? Your issue is, I need a substance. So Christ is saying, bring something to me. He didn't ask for a hundred. He said, bring something. As far as there's five loaves and two fish or whatever, I can feed. You know, after that miracle, the disciples were so excited, so they all got on the boat. And then one of them, in his fleshy mind, he said, Oh my gosh, we forgot the food. We forgot to pick up the baskets. I need you to enjoy Jesus, you know. I need you to be determined to become a Christ in your faith. You know, they were saying, ah, the Master, we didn't pick up the baskets. What are we going to do? We're back to our position of looking for food now. Do you know how annoying it is to follow a man when you'll be hungry, traveling, then the next day you feed 5,000 people? Do you know how annoying that is? You're saying, sir, we were hungry yesterday. Why didn't you feed us? <laughs> I don't think you get what I'm saying. Do you know how annoying that is? Do you know that you can only have output to what you are meant to feed? I just, I just hope leaders are getting this because I cannot say this on a Tuesday night. And I can't say this on a Monday night. So if you're only producing a certain output, it's because you as yourself only have you. So, so what's causing you some, why do you need substance? It's only for you. So if I can have many under me, if I can have many that I'm responsible for, I say, listen, I'm responsible for this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. This is my capability of compassion. This is my order. This is how much I need. I'm saying to you that as leaders now, you have, it's in your hands, your portfolio is in your hands. 
And it depends on how much work you're willing to put in and how crazy you want to be. Don't mind me if, if you see me sometimes and this guy just looks like he's calm. No, you don't understand how I'm fighting in my heart. And I'm picking people and saying, this one's mine, this one's mine, this one's mine, this one's mine. My heart is for this many. So unless there's a substance, so after that day, and they complained and said, we didn't pack up enough baskets. They were on the boat when they realized this thing. So they all started calling to one another, saying, why didn't you remember? You know how that's going to be with some people. No, but you're the church, you're the one that was sending me packing everything. The church was no, but you know that I forget a lot. And I told John the other time that, well, like, I can't do this on my own. You know, you got those leaders. Yeah. I'm not doing this on my own. It's too much work. Why have I been cooking for the last how many weeks? Oh, now I have got an idea. I've got an idea. Uh, let's, let's do the excuse. Some stupid crap. Uh, let, let, let's, let's break it up. Let's have a time table. Uh, Rota. I hate that word. I always have a word. When I used to work with them to do this meeting, I always tell them, when it comes to free time and all those things, don't come in that meeting of rotas or food. Who's going to cook? Don't count me in that room today. Discussing in your private time, you have serious affairs to deal with. Oh, who, who counted the seed? Ah, I didn't count the seed, but I told it like this, and then I forgot it, and then I told this person to count for me. What the hell are you talking about? You are needed to count it, you cannot be responsible for its seed. Yes, yeah, so we were responsible, but we're giving them a chance to grow, so we don't understand. What are you talking about? That's how they were disputing amongst themselves. But like I said, you just got to love Jesus. He's the pinnacle of a leader. And Jesus said, were you not there with me? Did you not see me feed 5,000 people? He said, I mean, they had yeah, but all this time, have you fed us? But you saw 5,000, you fed us. So we already know what's going to happen here. We're going to be hungry on this boat till we get to Galilee. We know what you like, you don't eat. You sleep all the time in the boat. You always sleep in the boat. If the storm comes down, you sleep there. What a need. You're just putting us in risk. You know, someone told me, told me the other day, sir, you don't pick up my call. Are you mad? I don't pick up your call. So my life should be the gift of picking up your call. There's no other calls going on. Jesus, what the storm, the storm is happening, why are you not waking up? Because I'm sleeping, Peter, and I'm enjoying my sleep. So, how has your heart connected to your leader? Have you then decided that, okay, the storm is happening, my leader is sleeping, and my leader just wants to die by drowning? Why are you falling in there? Don't you, think, you know when you read the Bible, I need you to be very critical at the same time. Read some of these stories and just try and play out a scene. So I would have been asking them, guys, we said he's the Messiah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. He's son of God right there. So we now die today by travel. Come on, guys. Something must have happened now. I get it. It's, when you see the storm thing, it might be very scary. 
So Jesus said to them, Why are you stumbling? Do you at least have one? <coughs> Do you at least have one loaf of you before? Yeah, we have one loaf of what? Oh, the many baskets people we have left over. As far as there's a substance, guys. I want to win this month. Lord, here's my substance. So I don't go to a month saying, I have sold the biggest seed. No. I go to a month saying, This is my budget for wins. These are the wins I want to have. Here's my substance. Can I buy? Then the Lord says, You can buy four out of the five. Or you can buy five out of five. Or you bring the substance and they say you can only buy one. Or you can buy none of this list who bring a separate list for you. Are you hearing me? Winning is real because two days ago, no, four days ago, just before C. I hope I'm on break. No, last, let me say last week, this is Saturday, a, a day before the sleep. I remember that I put together this pulse legal sin. You, you know that? You, you guys know about pulse legal sin. Yes, There's a case that's nine there. <laughs> I put together this pulse legal sin because I, I just realized that I know so many young boys. I know so many people that are into law. And I love law. Shame I studied pharmacy, but I love law. I should have started law. Oh my gosh, why did I say that? I should have. And I'm always meeting these young boys, and I want to do something. So I said, okay, you know what? In building our organization, we should have a law department. We should have a department that doesn't make me look like a dictator. I don't want to be a dictator, I want to be accountable to something also. I want there to be a team or someone that says, hey, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? This is what we need to do. So we started this false legal thing. And we're saying we want to raise the finance department to do the same thing. <coughs> so we put together this false legal thing, and because of the awesome grades in Randy's eyes, I said, listen, put this team together, get some young lawyers within our union. The ones who don't want to join to hell with them, let them go. Don't add people who have confidence in themselves, add people who want the vision. I hope you're not afraid of Dr. Fab. I have people who are for the vision. So she put her team together and they're there, they're running, they're typing. And the way it was to is a lot of documents, things that I know I 100% know other versions are not put together. I'm saying 40 pages, maybe more, on information on a house search. She's putting it together, and in my heart, I just say, I need a way for this department. I need a way for this department. So, Pastor Kevin calls me one day and says, Sir, the solicitor that <laughs> the solicitor that used to look after me, he's interested in speaking to you. I told him about yourself. So I said, Okay, yeah, show this me up. I met up with this young Asian guy. The guy came with Lamborghini, so I decided, ah, what kind of law is this guy doing? He's a criminal lawyer. But he's your intern. 
I don't know if you're supposed to be a Baptist. Yes, Sasha. You know he's, he's helping you with time. This guy is so good at this criminal law thing. So good. So Kevin was like, yeah, all, all my seven cases, you beat it for me. <laughs> and the guy said, yeah, Kevin brought the whole of Beckton to me. The whole of Islam to my clients. Really? He said, yeah. So I mentioned the situation and I mentioned someone. He was like, oh, nightmare. Um, yeah, I'm not like that. Yeah, not like that. Right. See, I was like, ah, this guy knows guys since then. Then I said someone in Brixton. And then he was like, yeah, you're like, what is this? He knows their name, he knows their type, everything. Yeah, he was in trouble last week. Yeah, I spoke to him, I don't know why. So I said, so is this all you do? He said, this is all I do. I get paid by the government. You know me, I need to know the numbers. How much do you get paid, sir? Yeah, don't make it give me 100k per case. <laughs> you can just imagine, as I heard that, I looked at PK. I said, PK, how many times did you go in the prison? So you made this guy sell 100k! So of course he's gonna love you. <laughs> so what about um, Stephen? What about I was naming people. He said, yeah, he does all of that. You know what your Ferrari is based on this. But that's just law, isn't it? <laughs> oh my god, I was, I was so shocked. And you look up this guy, he's a top lawyer. He's on the what I said, give me the breakdown. He's in the five hundreds and is it Europe or Britain? Top 500. So the goal is they do it like Forbes list. They got the top 500, top order. He's in that thing there. I told you this, I just lost Spanish. I've been checking you guys out. I think you guys have a lot of offenders. So I was here and I said, Yeah, you got a lot of offenders. He said, Yeah, so I know there's some that you can't help them with your pastor. You can't mentor them to come get them. Because in his mind, he's thinking, Listen, 100k. I'm going to help you beat the case. And when you come out, make sure you go and shoot someone again. Oh. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so when I told him, so when I told him, oh, you know the twins, I mentioned them now. His face dropped out. Because he's not thinking, my name is brother. So when he noticed that, he said, no, I want to come out to the community now. I'm making my head, I'll tell them, go and shoot, drive by, do the side. Yeah. So people were telling me that sometimes, some cases, this guy will come up to them and, and say, hey, the only way for you to beat this case is. You gotta go do da 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 So then this guy goes to me, with the heart that you have for community, can we start a shadow law firm? Me and you. I'm thinking, wow. He said, yeah, I'll put everything together. I just need you to give me two or three lawyers for your side that will work on cases. And let's split cases. And I'll give you a percentage of cases. You know, I feel sorry for people whose heart is connected with their leader. So already, the life of toil and Work, if I just have to go through, 
going through schools, starting this, da, 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 it's just delivered to her on a platter like first months running off her for free. Why for free? Because you obey the instruction to start the legals, the pulse legals. So you already have people who are working. So now that you get paid for 100 people, because give, give them what you make, isn't it? You're running an organization already. That, this is what happens when you can die because when you resurrect, there is vision in front of you, not man. Are you hearing me? Yes, Let's just close for that because it's 12 p.m. now. I'll leave the refugees for next Saturday. I think that will be maybe next month. I'm not too sure how today's works. But we will continue meeting on Tuesday, 6 to 7. Um, I do hope we also notes. The next time we meet, I just want to take this down. The next time we meet, we'll be speaking about skyscrapers and the Tower of Babel. We'll be speaking about skyscrapers and the Tower of Babel. We do know they're the same thing. Different generation, different era. We're speaking about the men who put together skyscrapers and the men who put together the Tower of Babel. Both structures are still being built.